Welcome into the show, everybody. Here's another episode of the Hook and Ladder Podcast, episode two. My name's Jacob, joined by Billy. Today we're going to talk about the big boys, your offensive linemen, your defensive linemen, the sm- fat, freaking smelly guys out here blocking each other, getting concussions, TT, large men. So, before we get into it, I, I want to tell you a story that I heard about Quentin Nelson. So he said that he said that him and Costanza pancaked somebody, right? And then their tight end, he said it was an unnamed tight end, so it must have been like Eric Ebron or they said Jack Doyle and he said no. So it was either Eric Ebron or Malali Cox. But he said they came over and like helped up the guy that they pancaked. And Nelson was like, Bro, what the hell are you doing? He's like, You do not help up somebody that I pancaked. He's like, I'm allowed to help him up. You were not involved in this play at all. You were not allowed to help him up. Quinn <laughs> uh, Nelson. Nelson's a bet. I love that guy. I love Quinn Nelson. He's so good. He's such a large man. He just destroys people constantly. Like, Bro, imagine if they didn't trade their fucking Imagine if they didn't trade their pick and they drafted freaking um, Mackay Becton and just have those two just freaking maul. Two OP. You would just get destroyed immediately. Run 20 straight plays in a row. Just (laughs) switch out the running backs. They could just have rotational running backs. Oh, oh God. Be too OP. Let's get into these offensive linemen. First one we're going to talk about, Jedrick Wills out of Alabama. Six foot four, 312-pound lineman, pretty fast, very explosive, 34-and-a-half-inch vert, 113 broad, very good. What do you think about Jedrick Wills? He's very, very good as a pass protector. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think his best position is going to be a right tackle. I mean, I think you can switch him over to left tackle, but he... It, would take a little longer for him to develop, but I think he's a plug and play top end right tackle immediately just based on his pass uh, protecting. Mm-hmm. And, I love I love Jedrick Wills. Jedrick Wills is my favorite tackle in the class. I I think he's just he's he's the one with the highest ceiling combined with the best floor of the high ceiling players. Like Andrew Tom or yeah Andrew Thomas he has a he has the best, um, the best floor out of everybody, but I don't really see his ceiling getting very high. Jedrick Wills is just so athletic. Oh, his yeah. feet are so fast. Yeah, he sets the edge really good. Mm-hmm. He just he doesn't let blockers get inside of him, which is a big thing. That's a right tackle. Yeah. Or as I mean, he's, just, oh, he's super good. I love him. I love, I like the thing that um, when I was watching the film on him and stuff, one of the things that I really liked was how he's like, so when he's, he's backpedaling and his, his hips are diagonal, but his shoulders are still square to the line of scrimmage. So nobody can get inside of him. And that way, like in the very last second, then he'll put put hands on somebody. So good. Yeah. He's, he's insane. This, 
honestly, this offensive tackle class is just insane. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't think there's like any like super, super star tackles. You know what I mean? But I think there's like, there's like great tackles in this class. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. What do you think about his run blocking? I think his run, I think that's something he's going to need to work on. I think Mm -hmm. if he gets a good um, offensive line coach, it's something they can work on and he can improve quickly in it with his athleticism. I mean, there's definitely some holes in his run blocking. He's not, like, super polished in the run blocking. His technique isn't too great in it yet, but it's mm-hmm. all, like, technical things that can be worked out with a good coach. Mm-hmm. But I do like is that, like, like like you said, his technique and all that's, like, not the best. Like, it's still good. It's still good, mm-hmm. but it's not the best. And the thing I, I do like about him, though, is he's, like, technique is something you can coach, but, like, you can't coach, like, like the like just wanting to like kill somebody like he does fight for the second block downfield and all that he's just sometimes he doesn't know when to let go of the first guy or like how to how long to hold on to the first guy or like where to drive him and whatnot like sometimes it's a little bit weird but i do like how he has the right instincts at least yeah which is good what team what team do you think is like Oh, sorry. Uh, I like the Cardinals for him. Hey, I also had the Cardinals for him. I think you need to protect Kyler Murray, and pass protecting is exactly what he's good at, and that's what the Cardinals are going to do a lot. And in the run run game, it can allow him, because the Cardinals aren't going to run the ball a ton, so it's going to give him the time to develop as a run blocker. Yeah. I just think the Cardinals, are, and with his athleticism and how long Kyler just runs around back there, he's kind of just the perfect right for them. Yeah, not only that too, but like the the um, fast on the ball offense that they play, like he's he's in shape and like fast and quick enough to not have to worry about getting too tired out by and stuff. Like if you have somebody like a Tristan Wirfs, like I don't think he'd work as well in Arizona. I agree. All right. So speaking of Tristan Wirfs, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa. 6'5", 320-pound linebacker. He ran a 4.85, or not linebacker, 420 pounds. He's, he ran a 4.85.40, and he had a 36.5-inch vert and a 121-inch broad. Mm-hmm. His athleticism is insane. Yeah, it's, it's, dude's an athletic monster. I mean, <laughs> you, it's not normal to do that at that size. I Mm-mm. think... I am afraid that he's going to end up being a guard. That's why oh, I, yeah. I have, I, I have him a little lower than Thomas and Becton just for that reason alone. I think he's better mm-hmm. suited as a guard in the NFL level. He ha- he has trouble keeping guys from going inside of him because he gets out too wide. And mm-hmm. that can be easily covered up if with a move to the guard. Mm-hmm. But that, uh, the, that athleticism is insane. Yeah, yeah. I basically had the same thing. I really, I actually graded him as a guard instead of a tackle. Like, I think there's no way in how he plays left tackle. I think he's either a right, like a right or left guard or a right. Tackle. And I think his like pass blocking is good, but but when when the defender like, has a really good plan of attack, he he seems to get ca- caught off guard. Like when they do like. St- 
stunts or like um, somebody like a Joey Bosa type that has a very planned out pass rush before they, they start the snap. He gets kind of caught off guard by that. And I see that's where he gets beat. And so I think, like you said, that definitely he'd definitely be better suited for to play guard. Adam is my third favorite um, offensive lineman, but... Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't really know how... Well, yeah, I know he definitely wouldn't stack up at a left tackle. I think you could right tackle. I mm-hmm. think he could possibly hold his own out there. Just... I think he'd be... Because as a pull guard, though, just imagining that athleticism yeah. going... Oh, my guys, God, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Out. Like, he, he's not going to plow you like Quinn Nelson, but he's going to get he's gonna get out of that stance, and he's going to mm-hmm. open up lanes for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, do you, what team do you want to see him go to? I think he'd be a good fit for the Jets. Oh, my God, we have the same teams. I also have him on the Jets. We might have the same teams for all four of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think because the Jets' offensive line is a pretty atrocious. I mean, it, if they really yeah. want to, they can test him out at left tackle and it, or right tackle, and if it doesn't work, they can shift him inside. Mm-hmm. But they got to protect Sam Darnold. But also the Jets have to decide if they want to go with a offensive lineman or receiver because Sam Darnold just needs any sort of help. Yeah. The the problem with the Jets, like all those offensive linemen that they signed in the offseason are like the same amount of good. And like he, he can it, the, the thing I like about him going to the Jets is that he could kind of they could try him out where they want because they don't really have any of their linemen really set, you know, right. and and they have George Fant, so like he doesn't have to play left tackle. So he can play right or one of the guards. They can kind of just try him out. And what I like about the Jets too is that Le'Veon Bell is such a good pass protector that if like somebody does get past him, at least like Le'Veon Bell can pick up the blocks. Yeah. If they want to try him out at tackle uh, instead of guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Jets. I just are definitely a good fit for him. All right, Mackay Beckton. Out of Louisville, this guy, big old ball of clay, six foot seven, three hundred sixty-four pound lineman. He ran a five point one forty time at three hundred sixty-four pounds and six foot seven. What do you think of that guy? This dude is such a massive human being, mm-hmm. and he moves so well for being such a massive human being. Yep. He, like, just, he's, like, okay, right now, he's not the second best offense alignment out of them, but he's no. my second favorite offense alignment out of them behind Wills. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Behind Wills, he's my second favorite. If everything, if he, everything goes right for him, he has the potential to be a top-tier offensive, or left tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could just stonewall people or in the pass rush with his size, run them over in the run yep. game. I mean, if he can get down his technique, which is a big thing for him, because a lot of times he's just like, oh, I'm a massive human being. Let me just use my strength, which mm-hmm. isn't going to work as much in the mm-hmm. NFL as it does as it did at Louisville. I mean, mm-hmm. he could be a really, really good offense tackle. 
Mm-hmm. The the thing that I like about him is a lot of his like what it seems like to me his um his like deficiencies are things that are like can easily be fixed with just like mind numbing drills. One thing I saw that I didn't really like was he um like he doesn't really put his hands on guys fast enough and he lets them get inside even though he's so huge. Mm-hmm. If you just like mind numbingly just smash your hands against the the blocking pad like that'll get that'll get cleared up and then like something like his drop step like his drop steps fast which is nice but it he, for being so large he takes like really short steps mm-hmm. and it's just like simple things like that that he could easily drill out if he had a good offensive line coach oh yeah definitely he's a very explosive athlete for his size and he gets he gets out of his stance really fast which is why mm-hmm. he's going to be very well suited for a left tackle Mm-hmm. He just he, he just needs to uh, work on his hand placement and getting his arms extended and not yep. letting people just bull rush him basically. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Like, I, and the funny thing is, like, even though like sometimes they do get inside on him, his balance is still really good for being so large. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, he's, well, he's very impressive to watch. Like, it's like. He's like a fun offensive tackle to watch, and there's not many of those. Mm-hmm. It's it's like Quentin Nelson, where it's like, wow, I like watching this guy play football. Right. Like it's just fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Who do you, who do you have him going to, or who would you like to see him go to, or whatever? Giants. Okay. I think the Giants would be really well. I think they need a left tackle. I mean, Nate Solder clearly isn't the answer. Correct. And if you want, you can stick him at right tackle for a season, let him develop, and then shift him over to left tackle. But mm-hmm. he'd be a perfect road grader for Saquon Barkley. And keeping Daniel Jones protected is a big thing if Daniel Jones wants to have success. Mm-hmm. So I think the Giants is a good fit for him. And we all know Dave Gentleman likes his, uh, as he calls them, hog mollies. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm going to the Broncos, or I like I like him going to the Broncos. I'd like to see the Broncos trade up for him a little bit, just because Mike Munchak is just so good. He's the best life offensive line coach in the league, and if you gave Mackay Becton to Mike Munchak, like you are gonna get the best offensive tackle in the league, like no doubt. He's easily the best one if if he goes to the Broncos, and the Broncos would only need to trade up like maybe six, seven spots to get him. Unless the Giants take him. Like, they could wait to see. Yeah. Yeah, they could wait to see. But, yeah. I like the Broncos for him, too. Especially with Melvin Gordon, Philip Lindsay. Yep. Yep. And you give give Drew Locke some protection, some good protection. That should be nice. And you could just turn that team, you could literally turn that team into just a smash-mouth football team. Because their defense is already, like, has that established about them and their offense could now turn into a run first team with Melvin Gordon. It'd be so, it'd be so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All right. Really... Moving on. Andrew Thomas, left tackle out of Georgia, six, five, 315 pounds, not nearly as athletic as the other ones. Five, two, five, two, two, 40, 30 and a half vert, one Oh nine broad, not nearly as athletic. I think, He's the best pass blocker in this class. I think if you put him on 
the worst team. He's the best. He's, in my opinion, I had him going to the Giants because I think uh-huh. the Giants are the worst team out of the top teams that would take mm-hmm. a, a left tackle. And I think, especially with Daniel Jones's fumbling problems, if you put Mackay like if you put Mackay Becton on their team, like he still might give up some fumbles because he's still going to get sacks sometimes. Andrew Thomas doesn't give up sacks. That's true. I think I like Wills more as a pass protector than Andrew Thomas. I think Andrew Thomas, his feet get really sloppy on him, and he allows a little bit too much pressure. I mean, he's very good at not allowing sacks. But he mm-hmm. does a lot of pressure. I think he's a really good run blocker, too, though. I think mm-hmm. he's one of the better players in this class, for sure. If not, mm-hmm. maybe this one. But he's just a very solid football player. Like, you know what you're getting in him. You know you're going to get a day one starter who if has the potential to blossom into a Pro Bowl caliber talent. And you can just stick him at left tackle from day one and be like, all right, that's my starting left tackle. We don't have to worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. He was – him and, um, and Derek Brown, who we're going to talk about later, those two – were the only two out of this whole class that when I was watching their film, I was I was just so impressed by how they're already NFL players. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, wow, this guy can immediately start and be a stud on whatever team. Like he doesn't need any molding. I don't think he's going to get much better than what he is right now. But if you put him on a team, he's so good. Yeah, like right now he's already a really good player mm-hmm. like, even if it, he doesn't take off much more than this still perfectly worth a top 10 top 15 pick mm-hmm. yeah easily what I team like, did you have him going to him going to the browns the browns yeah, yeah. that'd be great I, I think immediately he gets stuck in gets put into that left tackle role because the browns have built up their offensive line Outside of him, they got Jack Conklin, who they signed for right tackle. They got exactly. Joe They got J.C. Treader at center. I mean, mm-hmm. left tackle is really their only weak spot on the O-line right now. Making sure Baker isn't running for his life has got to be their top priority. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. I think, I think that's a great fit. The, reason, the only reason I had him going to the, the Giants – Instead of the Browns is because the Giants pick first, and I just think I think that the, it that's the best fit for them. So, yeah. no, that's, all right, that's 100% fair. Josh Jones out of Houston, six foot five, 315 pounds, very similar combine stats to Andrew Thomas, but I. I personally think the film looks like he's way more athletic than his combine numbers suggest. I think his combine numbers are kind of it's it was surprising to me. Yeah, I think he he's showed a lot athletically. I just think his he is still raw technique wise. Like oh he, yeah, he needs to land in a really good spot for him to be successful. Because. Mm-hmm. And anyone with any kind of strength is just going to murder this guy. Yeah. Like, it's like he's just like, he relies on his athleticism, and that's mm-hmm. it. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm athletic. I'm going to stop you. And that's mm-hmm. his plan of attack. 
Mm-hmm. What I, I like his run blocking, though, because, well, okay. I like his run blocking if he gets his hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. Because if he gets his hands on you, his grip strength is so strong and you're done. Like if, But if he doesn't get his hands on you, you're you're making the tackle because he does like he misses assignments and yeah I don't, I don't like him personally I yeah I think yeah I'm not a big fan of his I think he's going to be like a swing tackle backup tackle I mean if anything a low end starter but like a low end starter for offensive line usually isn't very good Mm-hmm. He's a replacement level football player, in my opinion, who has the athletic gifts to be successful, but he's going to need a lot of put them into actual use. Yeah, I agree. Where do you, where do you want to see him go to? Honestly, the Patriots might be a good one. Yeah. Just mold him into anything that. Something. Yeah. Devils a football player, not just uh let me try and get in front of you <laughs> hope for the best. Uh, That's funny. Like him in Seattle. Yeah. Then he doesn't have to be a starter. Just be a swing tackle behind Dwayne Brown, just kinda fill in, maybe start at right tackle if he has to, get some reps in every once in a while. Like that way he can just like he can at least play. And not have to play too much, like the Redskins did with Dwayne Haskins, stuff like that. Yeah. Like if he were to get drafted by like Miami, that'd be like one of the worst places he could go. Hundred percent. They would be like, here, start at left tackle. Good luck. <laughs> nope. All right. What do you think about Austin Jackson at the USC? He- Similar to Josh Jones to me, and also very good athlete on the field who doesn't really know how those athletic traits into work on the field. I mean, he shows Mm. flashes of being a dominant offensive tackle, and other times you're just watching him. What What are you doing up, bud? Like his run blocking isn't very good in my opinion. I think his pass blocking does have potential. But he's also another guy who needs a lot of work. What I don't like about him is this guy just stands straight up sometimes. And for being so, like, athletic and, like, for a big-sized guy and you're athletic, like, why are you going to not use your size? You're just going to stand straight up and let him attack you? Run right past? Sometimes he just literally just misses box. It's ridiculous. Yeah, he just he doesn't have a plan of attack out there. No. Same with Josh Jones. Neither of them, like I've rated them very similar. They neither of them have a plan. Like, let me use my athleticism and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah, like they're just out shooting half court shots. You want to go in? Right. Yeah. They're both big time projects that. <laughs> Might work out, but most likely probably won't. <laughs> Go to. I I said, I think if he goes to um, San Francisco, he can go back okay. up Joe Daly. 
Yeah. Maybe a little bit of work in Shanahan. I think that'd be the best place for Austin Jackson to go. Maybe. I, I had him going Shanahan. to the Jets. Shanahan. Oh. Going to the Jets in this round wide receiver. Because, oh. because like I said, it's like similar to the um to the other but like instead of having him start and move him in a spot, it's have him sit behind those guys and then fill in behind the bad guys if he has. Like I don't want him to start. But I think if he sits in the NFL and maybe he has to like compete, maybe he'll have like maybe he'll ha- he'll get rid of his laziness. I don't know. I think it just seems like he doesn't really care. And I think maybe if he was in a position to where he could compete for a starting job right away, maybe he would care. I'm not sure. I don't know about that, but I don't know. Yeah. I, any offensive line would go to the Jets. It's kind of scary, but. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I guess they got to get it right eventually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ruiz, Adam, again. Center, interior offensive lineman, you could probably play guard too. Six foot three, three oh seven, five oh eight forty, thirty three inch vert, one thirteen broad. I like this guy. I like this guy a lot. Yeah. Me too. He's very he's a very solid, good football player. Wherever he like, goes, he's starting immediately. Oh, hundred percent. Much like Andrew Thomas. Not I don't think he's on the level of Andrew Thomas, but he's the same like like style where he's just gonna come in and you're set at that position, wherever mm-hmm. you wherever you want to put him at too, because you can put him at either guard spot or you can put him at center. He, mm-hmm. He's very solid in the run in the run game, very solid in the pass game. He doesn't really let in too much pressure, and he get, he's always in the right spot. He's just a really good player. Agreed. I like him a lot. I I think he's so smart and. I, what I love about the guy is so he is always looking for the next block. Mm-hmm. He's not Austin Jackson. Like he's not like just only looking at what's in front of him. Like his head is constantly on a swivel and he's always looking for the next block. He's basically like, it's almost like he's like the running back in pass protection. Like he's so awesome. Oh yeah. His football IQ is just off the charts like he's constantly just knows who's coming at him knows where to be calling out stuff on the line I and mean, mm-hmm. this, this guy's just a plug and play starter mm-hmm. all right where do you want him going i think i think it just depends on – I'm not really sure on where he goes yet. I think the Cowboys would be a good spot because they can put him at center to re- replace Travis Frederick. Correct. I'm just sure how highly teams value him as whether he's a late mid to late first-round guy or an early second-round guy. Honestly, he, yeah. he, can, he fits like every team. Yeah, they literally fit anywhere between like 18 and 35. Like mm-hmm. large range of outcomes on what, where he can get drafted. Yeah, I struggled to place where he would go. It just depends on how highly teams value him compared to the other players that will still be on the board. But I yeah. mean, I think Rafson gets a very good football player. 
I like him on the Dolphins. You'll see. You'll see why later. It's part of my um, my uh, hear me out section, but I just think they need to protect whoever their quarterback is, whether it's somebody they draft, whether it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, whether it's freaking Josh Rosen out there. Like they need to protect them because their offensive line is not too great, and they need at least one offensive lineman in the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Especially with whoever quarterback they draft, the Dolphin. They absolutely need to draft an off lineman. But I yeah, I definitely think Cesar Ruiz is going to be the best one they'll have available, and I think that's a good fit. Mm-hmm. All right. Now let's get into trash can of the week. So um, I'm just going to explain this because it's a new podcast, maybe some people don't know. So trash can of the week, every week we're going to go over Basically, something that pisses us off. It's usually something that's not really important in real life, but it just kind of gets under our skin. <laughs> so, Billy, what's your trash can of the week? All right, so my trash can of the week is uh, when uh, car lights come on for absolutely no reason. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was driving to work, and all of a sudden my Titan gas cap light came on. I hadn't gotten gas in like four days. My gas cap tightened, and every 10 seconds, my car would beep at me, saying, tighten your gas cap, tighten your gas cap. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't go Oh, that's like so funny. Days, it pissed me off so much. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> all right my trash can of the week is not the real things that coronavirus is like affecting like i get like yeah you can't see your family or friends or like you lose your jobs and stuff like that and yeah it sucks like but like it's almost like it's like mike trout where like yeah you know he's good like let's talk about this stuff that's not like that bad so the things that i hate about the coronavirus is that I have to wear a glove and gloves and a mask to work. <laughs> Bro, I like touching things with my hands. I can feel with my fingers. I cut things feel. They have different touches. And especially when you're working with bread and you're like picking up the bread loaves, the the freaking fingerprints in your hands are like a good natural grip and it's superior to gloves. So now <laughs> I'm at a disadvantage while wearing gloves. And also, not only that, I have to take a picture of the shelves, but my gloves can't touch my phone, so I have to take my gloves off and put them back on all the time. It's terrible. <laughs> and, like, also, like, you wash your hands, like, a hundred times a day, and then your skin gets all dry, and then now I got chapped hands and rashes on my hands because my hands are so dry because I wash them so much. <laughs> Such an inconvenience. God. Thanks, coronavirus, for inconveniencing us all. <laughs> My hands are so dry, it's ridiculous. Right? Ew. And, like, even if you, like, put lotion on and they're still dry. It makes no sense. And like, you try and Vegas... put on and it just burns. <laughs> like, yeah, why? because you have cuts in your hand because they're so dry. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> all right. Oh, we're past. We're past trash can of the week. We got our angers out. 
<laughs> so we're going to start a new section called Hear Me Out. Basically, we're going to propose a hypothetical situation and try to get the other person on board with with like whatever outlandish thing that you have to say. So, Billy, what, what is your Hear Me Out of the week? My Hear Me Out is, and honestly, it's not going to be that hard to get you on board with this because it involves okay. games. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> All right, so the Broncos... They have Drew Locke, right? But as we've seen with the Bears and the Titans and other teams, trusting a young, unproven quarterback is a bad idea. So the Broncos mm-hmm. signed Jameis Winston as competition for Drew Locke. They oh trade God. up, draft Henry Ruggs, have Cortland oh Sutton, Henry Ruggs, that defense, Broncos win the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. <laughs> James Whistle Goat. That's actually... Okay. That's genius. Because... Because not only that, but you also have um, Noah Fant. And you have a good running back, finally. James Winston's never had a good running back. Exactly. You have so, two good running backs. And he has Henry Ruggs to throw as deep as much as he wants. And Cortland Sutton. It's basically Mike Evans, Chris Godwin Jr. And Cortland Sutton and Henry Ruggs. And a defense that won't make him have to throw the whole game. Even though he will, but like he won't have to. Right. <laughs> All right. I, I, that's genius. <laughs> that is genius. Actually, that is genius. I would love to see Jameis Winston. And the Broncos uniform, too, that orange on Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. It would look so nice. And then you don't have to trust Drew Locke, because I'm a Drew Locke believer. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not either. I think he's whack. All right. John Elway and his tall, white quarterbacks. <laughs> you can get a tall, black quarterback. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what he's been missing. Billy, hear me out. Here's how the Dolphins win the Super Bowl in 2020. Oh, boy. Okay, so first they trade with the Giants. This is the easy one. They trade Ryan Fitzpatrick to the Giants so that he could be a good backup and motivator to Daniel Jones. And they get they get pick five, they get pick four from the Giants, and they trade pick five to the Giants. This way they can secure Isaiah Simmons at four. And then... Um, and then it gives $8 million more million in, in salary cap to Miami. Then they sign Cam Newton for $14 million one-year prove-it deal. This leaves them with $19 million left in cap space. But to be fair, they also technically have Josh Rosen as a backup. Technically. Technically, yes. They can draft somebody later. They have a million picks. So... Then after they sign Cam Newton, they trade with the Jaguars. They trade pick number 18 to the Jaguars, pick number 70, and both of their first and third rounders to the Jaguars for pick number 9 and Yannick Ngakwe. Okay. So so then they draft Isaiah Simmons, pick number 4. Pick number 9 from Jacksonville, you take Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas in that order. Pick number 26, you take Cesar Ruiz. Pick number 39, you take the best safety available. Let's say that is, I don't know, somebody like Grant Delpit, right? Okay. And then you take Jalen Hurts also. 
Oh wait, no, 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 no. Sorry, 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 sorry. Remove the Jalen Hurts. Okay, so you take you take um you take Grant Delpit and you take with pick number fifty six, you take Clyde Edwards Alaire. So now your starting offense is Cam Newton, Clyde Edwards Alaire, and Jordan Howard. An excellent one two punch. Wide receivers of Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, Preston Williams, and Albert Wilson. That's decent enough. Devontae Parker's at least good, and Cam Newton's led a much worse team to the Super Bowl. So their tight end is Mike Gesicki, athletic freak. Cam Newton likes tight ends, so maybe he'll be good. Left tackle would be Jedrick Wills or Andrew Thomas. Left guards, Eric Flowers. Centers, Ted Karras. Right guards, Cesar Ruiz. Right tackles, Jesse Davis. That's a liability, but at least it's only one out of the whole line. Right. So your safeties are now Grant Delpit and Isaiah Simmons. Your cornerbacks are Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Your linebackers are Jerome Baker and Raekwon McMillan. Your outside linebackers are Kyle Van Noy and Shaq Lawson. Your defensive ends are Yannick Ngakwe and Emmanuel Ogba with Shaq Lawson maybe switching in with Ogba. And then your defensive tackles are Christian Wilkins and Devon Godshow. And you still you still get a first and second round pick next year from the Texans and your own second rounder. You lose your own second rounder and you keep your, you it's, it's so good. It's definitely a playoff team. No, it's a Super Bowl team. I don't know if that's a Super Bowl team. How are you talking? How are you not talking about the defense is the best defense in the league and the offense you just have to run the ball the whole time. You have a good enough offensive line with Clyde edwards Lair. He's so good. And Cam Newton, you just run an option play every time. Run Cam Newton into the ground. Who cares? <laughs> it's a one-year deal. <laughs> right? That's facts. No. I just... I just got one, one word, or well, I guess it's two words, keeping you from Super Bowl. And that would be uh, Patrick Mahomes. Okay, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes... <laughs> Doesn't have Isaiah Simmons. That's the key to this whole scenario. And Patrick Mahomes can't throw on anybody if the freaking cornerbacks are Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. With Grant Delpit and Simmons, who's Pat Mahomes going to throw to? That's nobody. I'll tell you right now, it's nobody. Mahomes well, is going to no look the Dolphins all game. Not going to happen. That's impossible. <laughs> Dolphins win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's that's definitely a very good team though. I do like that team. And all the trades are fair. I spent so much time doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... If they play... That would be a very good draft strategy if the Dolphins actually do play it like that. Yeah. If they traded with the freaking Jags, got Yannick and Gokwe and still get three first-rounders? Or no, two first-rounders? I don't know if they can get Nagogwe without trading that... Like, why would Jags trade down and trade Nagogwe? They get a first and third next year as well. They get two first, two thirds for Ngakwe in the ninth pick. True. Yeah. Maybe. All right. There's a possibility. All right, let's talk defensive linemen. All right. Derek Brown at Auburn, 6'5", 326. Not great combine numbers. What do you think of him? He's he has great burst off the line. He, mm-hmm. Like he gets up, he gets uphill quickly, and he's a force against the run. He looks, I mean, he's 
shot out of a cannon. It's insane. Yeah, his first step is so explosive. Mm-hmm. He just gets off the line so quickly. And I think, I mean, he's going to be a really good run defender in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I think pass rush-wise, I don't know if he's really going to be a big sack guy. But he's going to be a guy who gets a lot of pressure on the ball, on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make the quarterback move. And if he get, and if he ha, if he's surrounded by good defensive ends, he's gonna make the defensive ends better because he's gonna oh, yeah, cause, yeah. So, he's gonna bring so much attention to himself that it's gonna allow defensive ends to get one on one matchups on the outside. And as he's forcing his way up the middle, the quarterback's gonna have to move just right into one of those defensive ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love this guy. I what I love about him is. His leverage is just insane. It's like he's almost like li- he like lifts people up almost sometimes. He gets so far underneath them. It's crazy. And and like what I do like about that, too, is that like he gets so low and then sometimes he'll just like come up and swim move you and you're ready for the low, the low rush. And then he just comes up out of nowhere. He's so he's so polished. Yeah, he's got a very good set of pass rush moves that mm-hmm. and he knows how to use them too like not mm-hmm. a lot of guys come into the NFL like a lot guys come into the NFL with pass rush moves but guys don't really know when to use them and when right. not to yeah, right. he he seems to know when to use a move and when not to yeah I agree I, I do like that I like that he has like he has like a he's not like a in terms of wide receivers like a Oh my god, why am I blanking the guy in Seattle? Blacker. The wide receiver. In Seattle, like the wide the big guy Seattle. that Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf. Oh my god, why am I blanking? But DK Metcalf, he's not like where he only has three routes or whatever, like in oh, terms okay. of wide receivers. He has all the routes. He's a Jerry Judy. He's so awesome. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's such a force in the middle. He's just gonna make any defensive line better that he's on. Where do you want him to go? I think I mean it's kind of mean to send him to Jacksonville, but I think Jacksonville's a good fit for him. I mean him yeah. and Josh Allen on that defensive line. Oh my god. That's ferocious. Honestly scary as a Colts fan. Mm-hmm. So I hope he doesn't go to Jacksonville, but I think that's a good fit for him. Yeah. <laughs> I like him on the Cardinals. Like, I think that's just a, like, their offense is good enough. Like, even if they get a tackle, like, like they need a tackle, they don't really need a tackle. They need a tackle. Yeah, I mean, you got Kyler Murray back. It's like, it's like yeah. how the Seahawks were built an offensive line for Russell Wilson, because he's kind of just exactly. an addition back there. Kyler Murray's basically the same breed. Exactly. So, I think, like, that's why he would be, he would just instantly make the Cardinals defense good. Like, Maybe not the defense as a whole, but it's not like the Cardinals defense is like where it's last year, where it's just getting demolished all the time. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. I, I like him on the Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Cardinals would definitely be a good fit for him. Especially with Chandler Jones, too, because then you got Chandler Jones attracting attention out there. Exactly. Inside. Exactly. And I think they want to make Chandler Jones better, too. Like, this isn't really a pick for Derek Brown. It's a pick, like, if the Cardinals made it, it'd be a pick for Chandler Jones. Okay, yeah, and Chandler Jones is already really good. Exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. All right, what do you think about Javon Kinlaw of South Carolina? I really like Kinlaw. He's super athletic, super quick out of his stance. He's constantly in the backfield, just making mm-hmm. play. Like he's his burst is absolutely insane. He's one of those guys that's like I know it's South Carolina, but like he almost reminds me of Jadavion Clowney in a way. Where like I know it's not the same position, but they're just in the backfield. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm bigger and stronger than you. I'm in the backfield now. Like yeah. I don't like you don't really even know how they got there either, because it's not like they have like some crazy swim moves or spin moves or like chopping people's hands or anything like that. They're just like in the backfield. Mm-hmm. His game is basically, I'm just better than you. I'm gonna go around you now. Mm-hmm. Pretty like, much. It's not always gonna go that way in the NFL, but like with his size and his strength, it's gonna go that way a lot still. Mm-hmm. The, I I like um I like him more as a run defender, even though I know like. He's not really – he's graded as, like, that crazy, like, pass rushing type. But, like, I th- I kind of like him as a run defender because his tackling form is so good. Oh. Like, he almost has, like, middle linebacker-like tackling form. Like, he does – I, I didn't really see very many tackles getting away from him. Oh, yeah. He has such a big radius, too. Just mm-hmm. going, six, five. His hands are so long. So, and he's just – he's so – he just – he swallows people up in the middle. Yeah, the longest arms out of everybody. It was like, um, hold on, let me find it. It was, it was insane how long his arms were. Um, so let's compare him to Derek Brown. So his his arm length is thirty four and seven eighths inches, and he's the exact same size as Derek Brown, like height and weight wise, exactly the same. His arms are. His arms are three inches longer than Derek Brown's arms. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's crazy. Where do you want to see him go to? I, I want to see him go to the Niners with that 13th pick that they traded to Forrest Buckner for. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a perfect fit for him. Just stick him in the middle of uh, freaking Nick Bosa and D Ford and Eric mm-hmm. Armstead. And just let him go to work. That defense mm-hmm. line would be in oh god, that D line would be so scary. I would hate to play yeah, the Niners. It wouldn't, be fair. it wouldn't be fair. I like him on the Raiders. He just seems like a Raider to me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like imagine him wearing black and him and Max Crosby and Cleveland Farrell just all mauling you at the same time. Yeah, for the division they're into because it's it's a pass happy division so they need good pass rush and he that D-line would definitely provide it mm-hmm. especially once the Broncos dra- sign James Winston yeah honestly also I don't I don't know if the Raiders is the best fit for him but I just like the guy and I'd like to see him play and we could see him play here in person so that'd be pretty cool or like on TV all the time and stuff yeah, that's facts. Yeah. All right. Justin Matabuke. Matabuke? How do you say it? Meta, Matt, I think it's Matabuke. Matabuke. 
out of Texas A&M. What do you think? Uh, I think he's undersized. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think scheme is going to be a big thing for him. His, he's not overly athletic, but he does provide a good push. Mm-hmm. I, overall, he's going to be better used in a rotational system than as mm-hmm. a three-down player. But I think if you get him in the right system, I think you're getting a good football player. But yeah. I, I like him. I like him as a as a run blocker because what I like is that he's like he's able to stay in place with his balance. Like he just kind of bounces off people and then he'll just keep going. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like similar to how you saw Derek Brown as like not being a sack guy, but like a guy that can like dent the pocket and make the quarterback like move. And with um with Brian Burns like it's freaking perfect. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome in yeah. Carolina. I think he'd be good in Carolina. I think I saw him as kind of like a three-four defensive end. Okay. Because I, I think he has good athletic, like decent enough athleticism to where he can play a three-four end role. You can kind of move him around the D line a bit. Mm-hmm. I think a good spot for him would be like Green Bay. Yeah. Because you can they stick him a very like fluid defense. Mm-hmm. You can stick him next to Kenny Clark. You can move him around on that D line, and I mean with him, I mean he can come in and provide the occasional pass rush when already has the Darius Smith, Preston Smith, and Kenny Clark providing pressure on the quarterback. He can just come in and be another piece who doesn't really get paid attention to coming in and forcing pressure. Mm-hmm. All right, Ross Blacklock out of TCU. What do you think? He's very good. He has very good lateral quickness, and he gets off the ball really good. Mm-hmm. But I think same with Matabuke. He doesn't f- force too much pressure mm-hmm. on the ball. I think he, I, him and Matabuke seem pretty similar to me. Both are smaller guys. Both get off the ball relatively good. Don't have crazy athleticism but like good enough mm-hmm. but his, his lateral quickness though is very good he gets side to side really good yeah what 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 i um i kind of think so how my opinion was on uh Uter gross mottos like it's kind of the same where like i could see that he could be really good mm-hmm. but i i just like it's almost like I just don't – there's something about it that it's just like I don't believe it. Like, I could see he could be good. He has the tools. Like, he can do it. But I just it, – it almost seems like he, like, takes plays off just because he has no clue what he's doing. It's not because he's actually taking the play off. Like, he, he'll keep pumping his feet and stuff. But it's like he'll just have no plan of attack, get stood up, and then not know what to do. It's It's kind of weird. Yeah, I did see that from him a little bit where he does kind of just get like lost out there where he's kind of like, oh shit, what do I do now? And then the play passes him by. Mm-hmm. Where do you I like think, him at? I, I was really struggling to get a spot for him. I think. Yeah. 
I think New Orleans would be a case for him. Then he doesn't he can, have to play right away. Then he doesn't have to play right away. And I think even like you could possibly work him into behind Cameron Jordan, shift him inside. Mm-hmm. But I think he definitely needs some develop some time to develop before getting onto the field right away. And New Orleans is the perfect place for that. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't. I I couldn't even. It was taking me a while to think of one and. Eventually, I was like, uh, Detroit, maybe, because like they they need somebody that can just that they can they need defense, you know, and like their offense is fine. Honestly, I think their offense is fine. Their offensive line could use a little bit of work, but their pass catching weapons are good. They're they're off. Their running backs are fine. Matthew Stafford's good, yeah. and it's like. They just need to go strictly defense because that defense is just atrocious. And he can he can make running play, like he can make plays on running backs. Yeah. And it's just like I think if they could, it, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really think of a place. And I just landed with Detroit just because they need defense. And I think he can make plays on running backs, and they have good running backs in the division. That's fair. All right. Jordan Elliott, what do you think? I like the guy. I like Jordan Elliott. I mean, you could see he commanded offense's respect. Like he was getting double teamed out there. He was a force on that offensive line, and mm-hmm. he provided really good pressure out of that defensive tackle spot. The only thing I didn't like about him is like he does take plays off. Mm-hmm. He definitely yeah. isn't. He isn't out there going at it every single play he'll yeah. take he'll disappear at times mm-hmm. you know who he was reminds me of totally different position like completely different position so I'll throw that out of here but he reminds me of Le'Veon Bell because it's like he's he's like a really patient guy that uses his hands crazy well and Le'Veon Bell's like really patient and he'll have his hands on his line and his back and then he'll make a move but Sometimes Le'Veon Bell doesn't make the move, and he just kind of suck. And that's what this guy like. I think Elliot, when he when he gets his hands on you and he he decides what he wants to do, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. But if if he gets his hands on you and he doesn't know where he's going, he's like, ah, well, fuck it. Like somebody else make the tackle. Yeah. But a hundred percent, he he when he wants to be, he's almost unstoppable on the field. Mm-hmm. He's drawing double teams. He's getting in the backfield. He's pretty much doing what he wants out there. But when he doesn't, when he's not really engaged, he's kind of just like, eh, whatever. Someone's going to make the play. Like yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter to me. Another thing I didn't really like about him was that he, like, missed tackles. Like, he just straight up misses tackles quite often. Like, it's not it's not really that rare either. Like, he'll be yeah. in the he'll be in the position for a sack, and then he just leaves his feet or literally just runs past the guy. Yeah, I think he's a better... I, I don't think he's that great of a run defender because he does miss tackles. I think he gets... He just takes bad angles. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. He, like, thinks they're going one way and then just... Is completely wrong. Yeah, he's just like like he's guessing out there. He's like, yeah. hey, he's probably gonna go this way. No, 
Yeah, sometimes like like when I'm watching him, I'm like, wow, you're like one of the best like the best players on the field, or you're the best player on the field. And then other times, like he looks like a high school football player out there sometimes. Right. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I think like, what if he went to the Patriots, and like could get in a system to where he's not allowed to do that. Like you're not playing if right. if you do you, stuff like that. You mess up, you're off the field. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Patriots would be a good spot for his development. I mean, he definitely needs he needs a good coach yeah. to succeed. I thought, honestly, I think Atlanta would be a good fit. I mean, I know Dan Quinn gets heavily criticized, but Dan Quinn's a good defensive coach. Oh, yeah. He's a great he knows, defensive coach. But he knows what he's doing out there, and the Falcons need help on the defensive line. I thought he'd be a good fit for the Atlanta Falcons. Because I think Dan can kind of sort out those bad tendencies that he seems to have. Turn them into a really good D-line for the Falcons. Yeah. And they, they just need any help. <laughs> I had like a secondary place for him. A good place would be Seattle, I think. Because, I mean, they had like one of the worst sacks, amount of sacks in the league last year. And... Like, I know it's the division they're playing. Like, the Niners don't pass, and Kyler Murray doesn't get sacked that much and whatnot. But even still, like, having one of the worst sack rates in the league, especially with Jadavion Clowney, means you're not really getting pressure anywhere else. So I think in Seattle he'd fit pretty decent. Yeah, I think that'd be a good spot for him as well. All right, Raekwon Davis, last one. Out of Alabama. Big freaking smat, fat, smelly motherfucker. Like this guy, I love this guy. I'm not gonna lie, I really like him. I like him. I think he he just needs to. He needs like Jordan Elliott. He needs to put in more effort. Like he's yeah. he's big, long dude. What six six three eleven? I mean, yeah. he's lanky. He kind of looks like DeForest Buckner out there, mm-hmm. but he takes plays off. He yeah. he can he can be so disruptive when he wants to be, but he definitely doesn't always want to be. I mean, he, the dude had eight and a half sacks as a sophomore, and then only had three and a half more over the next mm-hmm. two years. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I think he well, to be honest, I think. If he if he did like some yoga or something, this dude's a beast. But like he gets so off balance sometimes, and it's like, bro, like you're so large, just like be fat and in the in the hole. All you have to do is just be fat and in the hole. Like you don't have to go for all these crazy low like get underneath them rushes like just be fat plug the hole up move the pocket back and let somebody else make the tackle like your job is to be Vince Wilfork your job is not to be freaking JJ Watt <laughs> yeah JJ Watt and he he just needs to realize that he just needs to be the fat freaking fat big guy that stands in the middle and doesn't let the running backs go mm-hmm. yeah I think and I <laughs> Houston is my spot. I think he should go to. Yeah, I had you. I had Houston or Detroit. Yeah, stick him next to JJ Watt. Let him just plug holes and let JJ Watt just go to work. Mm-hmm. But 
he he needs to he just needs to like understand what he is and what he isn't. And yeah. Like, yeah. 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 He he just he can, like he needs to also not be the best player on a defense. Like he needs to not start. He just needs to be the guy that comes in on on third down or second and short or whatever. And when it's an obvious running down, he just needs to come in, plug holes, and then get him off the field. Don't get him tired because he gets lazy as hell when he's tired. Mm -hmm. I think if somebody used him correctly, he'd be awesome. Yeah, no, that's true. He he definitely is one of those guys who needs the perfect scheme. Mm Mm-hmm to be successful because if he's if you're just throwing them out there like go get a, go go be our top rusher go be our top pass rusher go be our top d-line player it's not gonna work out well mm-hmm. okay. all right now we're done with all the draft stuff we're gonna get into quarantine recommendation of the week we're gonna give you two every week it's gonna be one a recommendation of like of something you should do in the quarantine so like for like Billy's example from last week, or there's going to be a second one of something that's like mine, where it's like something that you can consume like media wise or entertainment or something like that. So Billy, what's your first one? My first one is going to be media, the media wise one. Um, I mean, we're all missing sports. I mean, especially if you're sitting here listening to us talk, talk about Mm -hmm. football. And um, I, my question is NFL game pass. Uh-huh. Yeah, you can watch football all the way back to 2011. You can yep. watch as much football as your heart desires. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> you just reliving the Andrew Luck days? Oh yeah, <laughs> great time. Just being sad. I feel it. All right, so I'll do I'll do my entertainment one as well. So my entertainment one is going to be um. Is going to be playing video games with your friends. Bush has been so fun this past week. We've been playing all these video games together. Like, we do this more often. Because it's been a hell of fun. I like this. Yeah, I enjoy, I've been enjoying that a lot, too. We've been playing yeah. a lot of video games. Yeah, just hanging out with each other. Because you can hang, around, hang out in real life, so might as well. And it's so easy to get into a video game, especially with all, when you're playing with all your friends. Exactly. Especially when it's like something nobody's ever played before either. Like none of us had played the Modern Warfare one, and so we're all just going in it new. And like same thing, like we were playing Castle Crashers, like everybody just downloaded the, the game same day and all jumped in. Like it's so fun. Yeah, yeah like that's a good one. All right, what's your, what's your recommendation for something My, to do? Mine is play with your animals. <laughs> like, I, I, like if you got dogs, I don't have a dog personally, though I do miss dogs. Play with your dog. They're, <laughs> they're probably loving having you home. Me, I've been playing a lot with my cat, even though he kind of hates me, but it's okay. I still That's fair. Him. Yeah, that's fair. Enjoy, enjoy your time with your animals because they're enjoying having you there. <laughs> My 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 recommendation is um, if you have one, wear a mask. Not because not literally not at all to do with spreading the virus or like not virus. Part about wearing a mask is you don't really have to talk to people because 
if they don't hear you, like what you're saying, because it's muffled by the mask, like most of the time they're just like, ah, fuck it, like whatever. And then they just walk away. It's the best. <laughs> it's so good. It's like wearing a don't talk to me sign on your face. It's so great. I've been approached so much less over the past couple of days because I've been wearing one. It's amazing. Yeah. That's a, that's uh, a good one. I like that one. Alright. Well, that's been the show. Thanks for listening. Email our um email is uh hookandladderpod at gmail dot com. Send us send us some questions or something. We'll start uh, um, I apologize, I've been lazy, but I will start that's, a, that's whatever, man. We're just getting started. We're trying to get honestly it's it's like the same thing as the last podcast, like you just gotta get started, and then it kind of it just works. It works out after you get started, but you had to get it going. I know it sucks with the the whole Skype thing, but it'll work it out. I actually like this episode a lot. I like yeah. this one a lot more than the first one. Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, for listening. Love you guys.